hello and welcome to Contemporary Cage, an expert and informed look at the latter half of actor Nicolas Cage's filmography. On this episode, we're looking into the future, much like Nick's Las Vegas magician slash psychic Chris Johnson from the film Next. Except, instead of preventing nuclear terrorist attacks, we'll be previewing Nick's upcoming films and picking which ones we're most looking forward to. Johnson. Derek. Chris Johnson. Yeah, we don't know. We've never met Chris Johnson. We haven't seen Next just uh, yet, but hey, maybe one, one of these days we'll watch it. It's within our uh, timeline. Purview. Is that what it's purview means? It's purview. What's purview? Purview, uh, yeah, purview is like uh, our within realm? your abilities okay. uh, and responsibilities. I think it's sort of an intersection of of responsibilities and abilities. Word of the day. I'm hitting this uh, one like a so that's like a disc your, jockey. Uh, today. Miriam Webster's Word a Day podcast <laughs> <laughs> purview. Um, Join us next week. So yeah, we're uh, we're doing something a little different, a little fun. I feel light as a feather coming into t- today's episode. We're I don't gonna, have a, a movie weighing me down. We're gonna mix it up and do something fun this yes. week. Um, which we're gonna do our big movie preview for Nicholas. I think we should do this annually. Um, moving forward. Uh, <laughs> How many years year. are we going to be doing this show, Dave? Uh, hey, until the end of time. Um, but oh, before we get God. into that, we're going to do a, a segment on one of our new season two segments. This will be our second time doing it. One of, I think, your, your favorites so far, Derek. We're going to be doing Cage Fashion. Hey, my snakeskin jacket. Thanks, baby. Did I ever tell you that this here jacket represents a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom? About 50,000 times. Oh, yeah. Love it. And just to sort of report on our last cage fashion, uh, uh, Derek, of course, voted for uh, your favorite was Nicholas in a denim jacket with a wolf painting on it. Uh, A very, very natural beard. You got some grays coming in, some browns, some reds. Very natural looking. Uh, unfortunately, Derek, the audience disagreed no. with your choice. No. The audience went with Kazakhstan Cage. I knew they were so, going to do that. Low-hanging fruit, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Derek wants you to step up your fashion choices. Um, but we got a, we, we got another crop of looks that we have to go through. Yeah, Derek. you already sent them to me. And they you should have given me some warning because this... It's so good. Yeah, we got some great looks. Uh, I think just let's start at the top. Um, So the first look is so the most recent. People can see these right while they're listening. People are looking on on Twitter. These uh, images are available on Twitter. You should be able to vote for them right now, dear listener. Uh, So log on to Twitter.com and find um, at CagePod. Uh, and then you should be able to see these Nicolas Cage looks yourself. Cagepod.edu. Um, and yes, this is an educational service we are providing. So Derek, we have three looks. Uh, just to quickly review what we are doing here. You need to tell me uh, which of these three looks is your personal favorite. And then you're going up against 
the sensibility of the of cage nation. So we're gonna see if your if your fashion sense is uh, as sharp as cage nation's. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the first look we've got uh, Nick at the Color uh, Out of Space premiere, uh, and you actually I think sent me uh, this look initially because he was he took a picture with Kesha. Kesha was there. Oh yeah. There was rumors. Which was a weird thing. And then she was like interviewed and she was like, oh yeah, I love uh, Nick. And they took a really cute picture. Yeah, she's a Nick Cage. She's a Cage head. Part of the Cage Nation. Part of Cage Nation. Welcome, Kesha. Thanks for listening, Kesha. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, Kesha. Um, Everybody tweet at Kesha. Congratulating her for being Cage Pod's number one fan. Yeah, I'll have her, uh, the the honorary... um, uh, the honorary musical artist of Cage Nation well, so far. Well, she keeps asking us to be on the show, but I just feel like it's kind of like a like a shameless play to kind of like use her to plug our our. Uh, oh yeah, I know, mean influencer marketing. You know, it's like we want to be on our own laurels. We don't need you, Kesha. To, you coming in definitely. here? Definitely, we. You know, there's there's sort of a, a a certain approach you need to get to a certain stage in your career before <laughs> before we're letting you on the pod. And, um, <laughs> Kesha, you know, you're great. We're excited to see what you do in yeah. the future. But sure. as of right now, not convinced. Bigger fish to fry. Uh, so let's get into these looks. Nick is this is definitely uh, he's a black tee, big belt buckle. What's oh, black on black uh, on black for sure? Black on black on black, black tee. Black pants, black cowboy boots, a chain um, hanging out of his pocket in his wallet, big belt buckle, and then the piece de resistance, the the main statement piece of this, is a uh, a black leather jacket mm-hmm. with a what is that like a jaguar print collar? Oh, you know what? <clears throat> That's like a fluffy jaguar print collar. <laughs> yeah, I think that that <laughs> what we're looking at here is a fluffy jaguar print collar. <laughs> uh, and then this, so that's obviously might be uh, real jaguar his, it, it is possible I saw the man primal. owned a t-rex skull at some point really then. that's right yeah um but then uh there's sort of a red lining red detailing throughout the rest of the jacket and then just a ton of studs like this is this is hot topic clearance level studs guys <laughs> truly yeah uh, more like, the studs are covering fifty percent of the jacket. Yeah, uh, aggressive, it, aggressively way, studded, and like one side is studded all the way to the belt, and the other studs start uh, maybe like uh, six inches above that. So there's a little bit of a mm-hmm. balance between the studs, but there's uh, certainly a lot of them leading right up to that jaguar. Rip it open, baby. Ooh, can check. Just a little lime LaCroix. Oh, God. Sorry, yeah, I didn't interrupt. Dave, I live in L.A. and I drink LaCroix. Get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah, fancy drink LaCroix. (laughs) (laughs) Real elitist drink. Um, But, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, I think we got this one. I'm not impressed with this one. Basically, one, because he's got the dark uh, black shoe uh polish in his hair what i do like about Mm. this uh particular photo is the um i mean i know this movie is about like a um uh, a color from outer space invading the consciousness of people he looks like he is staring off into 
the black void in this. He looks so not present and strangely dissonant from what he's doing. And, you know, I don't like to see Cage like that. You know what? I will say I love Cage. I believe in him. I think he's one of our great stars, one of our great movie stars. Hey, hot take. Um, But (laughs) I will say... I think he can sort of shut off his eyes. His yeah. eyes can kind of, and and this is something we see in press photos. It's something we sometimes see in films. He can kind of rain. He can kind of call it in. You know, not always. Not always. Of course, he can be great and lively and present. Um, but it's kind of uh, an interesting lively. thing. That's how I would oh, describe yeah. him. <laughs> lively, oh, yeah. He's baby. A lively gent. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting observation, Derek. Uh, speaking of lively gentlemen, let's move on to this next picture. Okay, this is Nick is walking down the street. Now we're talking, into this. baby. Okay, Take so me a picture. So <clears throat> I'll go general and then I'll go specific. So general, general, uh, you want to mix a little bit of uh, Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder style. Beautiful. With, um, you know, when people dress as Santa Claus, but they want to make it sexy. And <laughs> yeah, and sort maybe, of, uh, was it Kurt Russell? He he did like the hot Santa Claus where that, he's like very fit. Or like the Michael Scott when Holly's coming and he doesn't want the Christmas party to look too kiddish and he gets like the, the suit, but it's a Santa mm-hmm. hat. So you got a little bit of Willy Wonka Gene Wilder, a little bit of sexy, misguided Santa, a little, just a, just a pinch of the penguin. Um, yes, definitely some penguin in here. And uh, something else I can't really... Something that's just uniquely caged. So uh, I don't know whether to start at the bottom or the top because both are so important. Or <laughs> there's so much here. I know. <laughs> One of the details, his his son, Kal-El, is also in the photo. And of course, I'll put a little sticker over his face or anything. We're not trying to dox Nick's son. Uh, but no. Cal L is also very much bringing it on the fashion front. He's got his own look, yeah, and it is wonderful. Very polar opposite to what Cage is doing. I mean, this is one of those looks that's like you, you, you're like clawing for context. Like you, you think it's got to be for a role or for a party, exactly. But he's with his kid, yeah. So, out- do we know the context if there is any, or is this just Cage? I think this was just out. On a stroll. This is a little older than the other ones that we were looking at. This is like maybe from like 2012 or 13. What? He looks so old in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you know, he's he's shaved too. He's without a beard. Uh, and then just quick, I'll go. Over How does some he look older so... without a beard? Clean I know, shaven. That is true. Well, I think it can it can kind of hide because his his neckline is still look and his chin is still looking good and taut but uh so he's got a mm. bowler's hat he's got red tinted sunglasses that's barely a bowler that's more of a got, that's more of a top hat honestly that's true yeah it's more uh cylindrical up top it's than very victorian proper honestly like yeah this is a very british look um so yeah he's got the top hat uh red sunglasses a purple uh sort of ascot scarf nice almost in. like paisley-esque very high yeah. fashion very nice tucked into a nice vest a nice vest and then over the vest yeah a gray um a gray vest and then over the vest he has a like a black um it almost looks like a mink colored yeah coat. it's almost like a female mink color peacoat but it's got like the shape like the big 
kind of just like curveless shape of a man's coat. So it's just got this like yeah. fancy, almost androgynous vibe to it. Um, like very East Coast, uh, expensive looking. This is kind of like a little penguiny in that it's got like the kind of it almost points at the shoulders. Um, yeah. And it's a little long in the sleeves. Like his fingers are just oh, like, true. are just like peeking out of the bottom of the sleeves, like a villain. And he's clutching in his right hand, just a real fancy straight black walking cane. Yeah. The cane's great. I would love to see the topper on that cane. I'm sure it's something yeah. fabulous. Uh, yeah. Because we also can see on, on Nick's left hand, his opposite hand, he's got beautiful rings. Bigger than Super uh, Bowl rings. Like, yeah. they're huge. Three of them, maybe? They're, or one like, big, like, half brass knuckle with a big blue thing on it. it. It's like, when you think of, like, a king telling you to kiss his rings free of irony this is kind of what you're imagining honestly yeah this is the ring of royalty and then really quick let's get into cal l's look sure uh, sure my, my man is in a zip up uh <laughs> sort of a desert camo hoodie uh-huh, uh-huh. with a um a usc but it says urcc it's no it's, uh, it's got like some of, words on it like raw or something i don't know it's an american it's an, flag yeah it's sort of like an abstract american flag that's been uh turned over like upright um, and then we're talking about super soaker neon green and blue shorts yes that go a couple inches past his knees these are long boys you see a little uh, bit of skin in between the bottom of those shorts and the beginning of some white gym socks shoved into just some really Uggs. wet Uggs that are like the not Uggs, appropriate yeah, they, this, for the weather because they're soaking. I I I feel like this is like really bringing me back, giving me some 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 like sensorial flashbacks to being a kid and just like fucking up in some way and getting my sleeves or my socks yeah. wet and just being miserable out just it like just, not because i was yeah not dressing I was for, just not prepared yeah not knowing how to dress for what you're doing um i remember i was like doing pe independent studies and i was like my sister was authorized to be able to give me credits for that so i would just like walk around the like the city of napa with her that's insane <laughs> i know it's kind of weird isn't it but uh like we would be long like treks from one side or town or near to almost to the other so that i could get like a mile or so and uh i remember just wearing like jeans and a black shirt and just being miserable halfway through mm, like a hot day because you never you don't think about it as much you know you're not like oh let me get my working out clothes on that i bought at target for this occasion yeah you know for sure, yeah. So I we feel, all so been I there. Feel bad for Cal L. We we relate, buddy. Uh, I feel bad. Better. I feel bad that the you know they they definitely got the look about them like they're looking at the paparazzo or something. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, walk down the street in my Willy Wonka Cal penguin L outfit. Is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Cal L is like chin up, strong, proud. Yeah, to be out with dad. Uh, and you do love to see that it also so, gives okay, me that's... the it also gives me the sense sorry to, to just that like i know they're like really into superheroes and stuff together i almost get like a cosplay vibe from nick in this and it's kind of like i get a the sense that he would always like 
you know, maybe Kal-El thinks he looks like a cool supervillain in that outfit. So Nick's like, cool, I'm going to put it on. We can walk down to the dentist or whatever we're doing, make it feel better. You know what I mean? Totally. That's what I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, I absolutely buy into that. Um, okay, let's get into our last look. Because, yeah, he doesn't this give is... a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this last look is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. There's a couple elements that I feel like we are going to be unable to explain uh, <laughs> present in this look. Um, it's mostly one element <laughs> well yeah there's well there's a big thing i feel like uh so this is nick leaving an airport uh he's got the the statement piece let's ad, uh, address that first and then we'll get into the minutiae he's got a giant leather blue glossy sparkly jacket with a giant white winter uh like fur collar and this blue uh, sparkly is like jelly shoes or something like it is so so reflective and like dots of sparkles that lead to both the big white fluff on the collar but also on the sleeves right where his wrists are almost like it's Mm -hmm. like popping out of the sleeves it's this big white tomfa fur and it trims the bottom of the jacket as well yeah that's true it really kicks the blue up a notch and it looks thick and there's straps all up and around it it buckles yeah, there's straps hanging off buckles hanging off uh the the, the it's hard like i, I want to say like i would see this color used as like a hyper glossy paint at like an arcade on either yeah like the the little cars that go around on a carousel or something yeah like that. yeah like carousel you know? or like bumper cars or like those yeah, boats bumper cars. that you like do with totally. your feet yeah yeah that like really almost like americana when it's on red gloss uh-huh. you know but yeah. this is like sky blue with fluffiness on the sides yes Ooh. and then just a Black tee, some jeans, black cowboy boots. Uh, the the thing that I wanted to address, though, there's that a I couple was, things here. <laughs> was I had some questions about? Was he's got he's got a cowboy hat on his head, and it looks good. Uh, like take that hat and put it to other outfits, and I love the hat. It's a great hat. Slightly askew. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's got some yeah, like does... stylish, yeah, like tilt to it for sure. Mm-hmm. This does feel sort of like a thrown together outfit, but but he's also got sort of amber sunglasses on yeah um and then he's in his hand yeah. he has another black cowboy hat yeah. and from his collar of his black t-shirt he has another, another? pair of amber <laughs> sunglasses. sunglasses hanging off his t-shirt which is something happened it's too small that shirt's too small it's not doing any favors for him yeah it's a little tight but you're right. I noticed that he had a hat in his hand, even though he's wearing a hat. He also has his wallet outside of his pocket in his hand holding with the hat. And then he's oh, wearing yeah. sunglasses and he's got sunglasses on his shirt and he's in an airport. So he probably didn't have like quick access to extra accessories. So well, that's yeah. You want to travel light, Nick. I, and I and I hate to sort of condescend to you and tell you, <laughs> I'm sure you've flown a lot over the course of your career, but. You want to really uh, limit your accessories. You don't. You don't want to bring any excess. And to be fair, like the other pictures, he looks like whether he's detached or confident or whatever. He looks more in his element and control the situation. He's definitely looking like a deer in the headlights. To be fair, too, somebody is getting in just a real righteous selfie. Is getting such a a primo selfie while this picture is being taken from a different camera. You can tell that he didn't. He didn't stop Nick and say, like, 
Hey, could I could I have a selfie? He's walking alongside Nick. Hey, not, Nick, Nick, here's a selfie. Not asking, yeah, uh, just leaning in, and Nick's uh, doing him a courtesy. He's looking in the direction. Yeah, he's and not then, being a of dick. Of course, you know we are uh, seeing the photo that is probably from uh, another paparazzi or something like that. So he's getting blown up. Uh, and then he probably has uh, behind, there's a couple other people directly behind him, and those are probably his assistants. Yeah, it looks like his luggage and stuff. Somebody definitely has like tickets and information, and they look a little bit more concerned in general. Yeah, so they're probably helping him out there. I mean, we only he's have looking over. He's looking over at Hudson News, and thinking maybe I should get some like glazed almonds before he hits the flight. <laughs> That's yeah. what Nick's concerned with. Maybe I, like, I could pick up a third cowboy hat. If, over <laughs> I like the um if you look at the inlay of the hat that's in his hand <laughs> um there's like little branch with like yellow flower petals and a green uh, yeah. and it looks really nice. He's got a good taste in hats. I'm a hat guy. Like I don't actually own many hats, but like cuz I feel like a really nice expensive hat is something you got to earn, you know, and like grow into mm-hmm. as a man. I can't just wear it. I don't feel like I deserve it doesn't feel right. And uh yeah. But I, I have a taste for him. I love him. And he's he's always got some good hats, even when his outfits are crazy. That is... I knew a guy... Um, uh, I met this guy that uh, my my girlfriend used to go to school with at this, at this party. And, like, years later, she showed me... And he was, like, a, a very nice guy, a little, like, new-agey spiritual. Uh, but years later, she showed me, he's like, hey, do you remember uh, this guy? He's, like, just launched a... Uh, a kickstarter for his hats <laughs> and he had he would make hats that looked very much like this that were lovingly crafted mm-hmm. but uh he had uh he would instill them all with some sort of like a magical item either a feather this was dragon heart string phoenix this, feather course, like, or <laughs> a white unicorn guy with, like, hair dreads. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and he had like a rack and he was like kneeling in front of him saying a prayer and saging them um, I gotta hook you up with that guy. You would like? Well, would like I, I think my sister would probably buy that shit, but that's uh, that's yeah. a story for a different time. Um, but that's great, uh, Derek. Yeah, your favorite pick of this batch. Easy, what do you think? easy, 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 easy. Uh, so many reasons. Uh, it's the it's the Willy Wonka penguin cane top hat. Like one because uh, I love Gene Wilder, and I always wanted to like play him in a school play i would always pitch it that we should do willy wonka like i love the look i love the eccentricity i love how bold he is without like he's so comfortable in his own skin wearing all this shit and it's so wacky and like the fact that he's you know holding on to his boy and like there's just so many cool things about this and it's such a statement and i gotta for sure go with that one and if cage nation disagrees i don't know and i uh i nominate cal l's look oh is your favorite so that's that's who I nominate. All right, well that'll do it for Cage Fashion, uh, and now we're gonna move into the meat of this week's episode. Mm, that prime, the 2020 movie preview for Nicolas Cage. We have a slate of films, nine different films to talk about. Whoa, that uh, are upcoming for the Cage Man. That's a lot. Um, and let's just jump right into them. Dave. Now, are these pre-production or production uh, or both? The first. Film that we've got is Wally's wait, wait. Wonderland. Can you hear oh. me? Yeah, I think we're having some. Can you hear me? Activity issues. I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. We might have to cut throw the throw to this again. 
Um, yeah. I just like uh, said something and it seemed like you didn't even hear me. No, you you were like lagging again. Oh, it might be a connection. On it could end. be it, it could be us too. Sometimes, even though we pay a million dollars for internet, it gets kind of slow in the evening. Yeah, yeah, mine mine does as well. Um, so I guess we'll just throw the segment again. But I was asking, are these in pre-production, production, or both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll just throw to that again, and okay. you can you can ask that again. Um, well, that'll do it for cage fashion. And now today, and now we're going to move into th- what we're really, uh, going to be doing today, which is of course our 2020 movie preview for the cage man. Mm. Um, yep. Right on the horizon. And let's, let's hop into it. Yeah, this is exciting. So I think, uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going over giving, uh, as much information, um, as exists for each of these movies, uh, talking a little bit about them. Uh, and then at the end, we're going to choose our top five of these nine, which are our top contemporary cages, top five, most anticipated Nicholas cage movies. And are these movies in pre-production or production or both? We've, we have the full swath. We've got pre-production, post-production. We've got currently filming. We've got the whole spectrum. So some of them are in post. So by the time this episode comes out, they might be released, right? Or no? Yeah um that's that's true yeah very very possible uh yeah i don't have the release date of every single one i i've at least like the year um so i know it's going to be as of now this year which is just the tippy top of march Mm -hmm. these are these are what's coming up yep um and we're gonna start off with a banger this one is exciting derek i think you're gonna get hyped on this one i think think first up we've got wally's wonderland uh, this is post-production. This is a horror thriller genre. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at a at the now condemned Wally's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Ooh. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Wow. So... A little late to the Five Nights at Freddy's Mania, but... Yes, very, very much so. Still exciting. So, pretty fun, pretty fun. Uh, another interesting wrinkle. I'm not sure if you've ever seen uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I indeed have, yes. Okay, same director, same <gasps> oh! producers, and they very much want to go for that like style of practical effects. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, like Goofy, that, uh, yeah, which I, uh, a really, really fun movie if you haven't watched it. Um, still really holds up. That Super is fun, goofy very movie. interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Good casting. Yeah, totally. Like a great, uh, a great fit for like what that movie sounds like. It will be like tonally. Well, especially genre, like as the type of genre. Cage kind of leans into his self awareness. Uh, I assume mm-hmm. he's the, the janitor, right? Yep. So yeah, like he's the main character. Playing someone who is uh you know old or feeble enough to be tricked into being a janitor is like definitely not a position of power or suave, you know. Um uh, I wonder when it says Titans will clash, which Titans they're talking about. Is it the janitor is a Titan in this scenario? I do not know. Well, either <laughs> I mean this all sounds great though. This is like popcorn cage. This is fun. I love it. 
It sounds really fun. Yeah, so that's that's definitely one to watch out for. That's a post-production. Uh, I don't think we'll get that this year, but maybe next year. Um, moving on to another uh, another movie. This one is just announced, uh, so that it's not even in pre-production yet, but this is The Courtship of Eddie's Father. Um, okay. And this is an interesting <laughs> one because this is based off of a sitcom that debuted in uh, 1969, and the sitcom nice. was a it was an American sitcom based on which was also based on a movie by the same name, which then was based on a novel. Okay, the but it's about a widower um, who Nick will play, who is um, a magazine publisher, and he has a young son, and uh, his young son feels very strongly that his father should marry and tries to play like a matchmaker. So oh. he's getting into hijinks, trying to get his dad to marry. This seems sort of like, you know, yeah. it could be some family fun, uh, fair for Nick. Uh, he might, this might be one of, he doesn't do a lot of PG movies, but this could, this could, you know, get yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried about this one, uh, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried that, uh, <laughs> The, a small innocent boy playing matchmaker to I think they're gonna like portray Nick as like a infallible like really really good guy who's like hitting yes. way over his league and maybe looks younger than he should and the actor of the kid's gonna be bad no doubt and like this is just all this has got recipe for everything that I'm I kind of turns it's, me off. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, he's going to very much be cast in the like incredibly. Um, attractive bachelor mm-hmm. role where I'm sensitive sure but also brawny yes and you know he just cares about his son and his career right, right. he just wants to do good by his son he just wants to make course... dad's famous hot dog <laughs> <laughs> what is that we got famous hot dog that's freaking that scene from knowing we got to look that up so i can oh just you need to get a sound bite of that and just have it bookend segments I need, yeah, and you know what? I, I we need to create a full-on soundboard of all of our favorite. By the time moments. you hear this podcast, I hope you have just been enjoying tons of sound bites already. It's yeah, it's doable. We'll see. I'll go ahead <laughs> and just say that it's. It. I can guarantee you, every segment after episode two is gonna have great sound bites of Nick. Remember, you used wow. to you used to do the these fucking iguanas on my. Like lizards on my thing, people loved that. I loved that. Yeah, I um. The problem is uh, that I ripped all of that audio myself, and it was on an old computer. Uh, so I could probably, I I, I can figure it out. Okay, well, it doesn't we'll need get, to we'll be production quality. Bites. Dave, get 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 a handy cam recorder, <laughs> play the movie on Netflix, and just put it up to the speaker. Yeah. Boom. I could also just rip it out of old podcasts. Wow. Just clip it out of an old podcast. Well, you guys are getting a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, all in all, this movie sounds terrible. Let's go to the next. Courtship of Eddie's Father. Okay, uh, moving on. Courtship to... of Eddie's Father? Fuck you. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with that. Ugh. You don't want to see Nick do a modern remake of a sitcom that was based on a movie that was based on a novel. Oh my god, next. From the 60s. Next. Okay, next. Okay. Uh This is a big one. This is a heavy hitter. We've talked about this one already. 
the unbearable weight of yeah. massive talent. This is huge. People um, who don't have Cage on their radar at all are well aware of this one. Yes, this is uh, a comedy that's um, that's coming out in 2021. A cash-strapped Nick Cage agrees to make a paid p- appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but soon takes on the role of an action he- hero uh, when things get dangerous at the event. Um, this is exciting for lots of different reasons. Nick is going to be playing himself in the in the movie, sort of washed up. We've talked about how cathartic this will be. How how I I tend to like Entourage is a is a bad show, but there is always something that's kind of compelling about watching actors play themselves. It's just like an interesting thing, and it frees them up to kind of be dicks. And- well, especially when it's like. It seems like it's going to be a little bit more uh, fleshed out than like when, like yeah. Jerry Seinfeld plays himself on Louis, where he just gets to be an evil villain or something, and it's like a characterized mm-hmm. version. Whereas, like, I'm sure there will be some of that with this, but as the plot thickens, as you like, the, there are so many layers to this, uh, like representation of Nick by Nick. Truly, yeah. Um, I think that this. I'm gonna make a little. Uh, I'm gonna make a little freaking bet right now. A little pr- sealed prediction. A prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna lock in this prediction. Okay, uh, join me, uh, Cage Nash, on what I'm gonna be calling Cage Oscar Watch. I Ooh. think Cage. Uh, I think Cage is is going to get an Oscar nom for this. Oh, I hope. I really hope. I Can I hope it's great. That? It's a pivot. It's huge. He could be so relevant, like so fast again, in such a big people, way. Yeah, people love a comeback story. Uh, Robert Downey J. RDJ, perfect example. Uh, Michael Keaton, uh, he came back. Um, I mean, it's not like Nick is gone. It's just like no. you know, like Mandy's great, Joe's great, and all that stuff. But like, like an Oscar-winning performance where Nick Plage introspectively plays himself, and then. What kind of roles and movies is he going to put out after that? When the when the forecast and climate is 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 just deep in Cage talent and and like yeah. real Cage, you know the real yeah. We're going to suddenly like see Cage in like a twenty four films. There it and, is. You know these really young hot directors are going to be fighting over getting to work with them. But I do think like an an interesting sort of parallel to draw between where Cage is at and how other actors can kind of move into the space that he's been working in and then like jump out of it is like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Uh, Like those guys both have had some pretty hokey, like straight to VOD action movies over the last 10 years. Some pretty like embarrassing stuff, but then they were in Martin Scorsese's like the Irishman. And I think Robert was nominated. I'm not sure if Al Pacino, but they're both so, so good in it. And they can both like, just they they have the cachet. Of course, those are two of the most famous. Well, yeah, they celebrated actors, and they of all time. they 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 paid their dues with like establishing themselves as as like kind of uh, like pillars, you know, before yes. doing the the silly stuff. And Nick has those. We don't go into those much because this is contemporary. Cage. We don't speak of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's totally possible that he that he snaps out uh, of it. I think. You know, you know, uh, people people still love him. Um, people are ready to celebrate him. I think, and I think that the movies that we've seen, the uh, Joe, Mandy, um, 
Uh, uh, was, was there something else that was good, or is it just this? I mean, doggy dog. No, but I think like Joe, <laughs> no. I think like Mandy is like priming people to be like, yo, he's he's back, he's like legit back, and he's um, not necessarily like back in his own brand, like right, like only he's back Renaissance cage, exactly Renaissance bearded, self aware, gruff talented awesome cage yeah and i'll be interested because i i think this one will probably yeah i'll be interested to see because i bet that his performance is going to be a little more uh restrained and like somber and 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 thoughtful and then because we another detail we know about this movie is he's also going to play a version of himself as his like height of fame superstar 90s action movie cage so he'll get to go all out with that, and then the contemporary version of him, the version that we know so well on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I bet will be a little more reflective, like quiet, sweet, um, which is more in line with what we've really been enjoying. But he can kind of, of like show, like his basically, the ego is basically going to be represented by his past fame self, right. and like. That's the self that made him huge and a lot of his like fame comes from, but I think he'll be able to kind of absorb and interpret that past version of himself and probably go there with the contemporary version of himself in a whole new way that is so much more mature and like evolved from Mm. where he has been. And it has all the trap. I mean, we might be... um, we might be sorely disappointed too, like because we're really it's building it up. But there's just so much totally potential. Possible. The the director has not done uh, anything to sort of like showcase the fact that they're equipped to make the type of movie that we are hoping for. Um, but uh, the just just the pitch, like it just like yeah. the pitch shows that like this person has probably thought through a lot of the same thematic stuff surrounding Nick's career right now that we have, uh, that we talk about all the time. So we're hopeful. Yeah. Any amount of thoughtfulness, you know, because that was the whole reason we started this podcast is just how kind of a throwaway meme Nick has yeah, become. Let's, let's think about Nick, the, the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to our next movie. And I, I, so I haven't seen the the first one of this. I think that you've said that you're a fan We've got the Crudes too. Ooh, the Crudes too. The prehistoric family, the Crudes, are challenged by a rival family, the Bettermans, who claim to be better and more evolved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny. Tale as old as time. Um, and this is, you know, this is a star-studded cast. We've got Nick. We've got Ryan Reynolds. We've got Emma Stone. Yep. Uh, Leslie Mann is in the movie. Um. This sounds great. Yeah, this isn't really a cage movie though. Like Yeah, it's more of an ensemble. Yeah, it's an ensemble animated video movie, but like I did like the Crudes one a lot. Uh, very family oriented, kind of got my heartstrings going. I but I also think um sort of going back to my uh prediction of Cage getting an Oscar doing, you know, Spider-Man, doing uh Spider-Man Noir in uh yes. fucking Spider-Verse and then like doing this like just doing solid stuff in an ensemble where people are like oh this guy's like in big movies still I think is going to be good for when he does his you know his leading man uh, uh, renaissance we never really talked about the the Spider-Verse on this show but man that was fucking great 
great movie. Great yeah. movie. I mean, uh, just so him well specifically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so funny. Um, yeah, there's a... Yeah, so we've got the Crudes, and that is the one that is filming right now. They got Nick in the VO booth. <laughs> they, yeah, they're filming it. They went into a time machine. They got... They got the... <laughs> They got the caveman. <laughs> they got the caveman. Uh, I, I will say, did you ever hear the anecdote of, um, it was uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller who made Into the Spider-Verse, uh, but they were talking about working with Cage. And I guess they they were really, really wanted him in that role, but he wouldn't, for some fucking reason, I don't know what's going on <laughs> with this man. He wouldn't go to uh, a recording studio. He wouldn't go to a VO recording studio, so they did it all in one of his mansions they had to like <laughs> make a makeshift vo um uh vo space and um which is just very fun i mean for the I, whole movie for all of his stuff for all of his stuff for the movie for the crudes all of his stuff in the movie or no no no, no not the crudes uh this is into the spider verse oh okay 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 that's yeah. a little bit more like reasonable yeah. in that he's just a quick side character pretty small yeah pretty small role but um, you know that's pretty good <laughs> yeah it's still very silly uh i'm sure he's getting in the booth for the crudes uh next up we've got jujitsu this is a 2020 movie uh now, action fantasy let me ask you um, how is it is hmm. it how is it spelled how is uh it's spelled correctly j-i-u okay. space j-i-t-s-u that's a load off my mind um, keep going and the, there's not like a real plot description on on this. It says a new sci-fi martial arts franchise from Dimitri Logothitis, uh, director producer of Kickboxer Retaliation. Um, and but what I know about this movie, I, I've heard some buzz, uh, is that it is a uh, a sci-fi martial arts movie where it's people that know jujitsu uh, against aliens. <laughs> so. Um, and I, I, I will say like the cast, they've got like, um, Tony jaw is in it. Um, who's, who's a great martial artist. Uh, I know Nick has trained in jujitsu before. Like, I, I'm not sure what belt he is, but I know well, apparently he's, um, he's a reflective blue with white furry trim belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, jujitsu, another one that's like, oh, that, you know, we'll probably watch that. And yeah, it'll be sitting in the middle of our list or something. I don't know. I, you know, what would make me excited is if it was direct, if it was the Kung Fu Hustle guy, mm, then I might be, be into it. But, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know about that. That's a, that's enough time spent on jujitsu. Uh, next up, we have Prisoners of Ghostland. This is an action horror thriller that's in post production. A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. And this is from a uh, a uh, Japanese director who has done like a lot of sort of like grindhousey exploitation like. Um, um, stuff. I don't know if he's directed a a movie in English. This might be his first English movie, but he's been around for forever. His name's uh, Siono or Sion Sono. Um, yeah. So this sounds interesting. Kind of in line with a lot of the movies we've seen from Nick. He's he's a criminal and he's got to save a little girl. Is this is this some, some sort of stuff? Is this some sort of secret pay the ghost sequel? 
It could be. <laughs> Prisoners of Ghostland. I know. Yeah. Well, honestly, I love horror and I love the like Japanese mythology and horror representations. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this sounds, you, you never know what you're going to get when you're going to get these like summaries of movies like you've read me a summary of a nick cage movie that we're gonna watch and i have like such a different idea of what it's gonna be like by the time i, I actually s- watch it it's totally not right i will say i've never seen personally any of this director's films uh he definitely has fans this is like so and, and his name is on the poster this is a film by sion sion sono um uh so you know He's, I guess, kind of has like a somewhat auteurish uh, uh, representation or uh, reputation. Yeah. So who knows, though? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know anything uh, about the guy. I don't think we've ever seen uh, like a Japanese director or any type of Japanese like filmmaking in the movies we've watched. Yeah. So that's- Which is interesting because I know Nick has talked about how he loves like the great Japanese directors. Right. Um, so. We'll see. That one, you know, could like be cool. Kurosawa um, and mm-hmm. uh, Kurosawa and <laughs> okay, and this is where all that uh, money for film school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we got Pig. Pig is a drama. It is in post production, and we've talked about this. This came up uh, in an earlier episode. But a truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness. Uh, must return to his past in Portland in, in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Uh, this is directed by Michael Sarnowski uh, and uh, has some has some good actors. It has Alex Wolf who plays the son in Hereditary, oh. uh, who it, I I think gave like a great performance in that. Yeah. Um, and I get, I saw, I was reading an interview of him. He's promoting something else. And he said, he's like, Nick Cage, after doing this movie with Nick Cage, he's my favorite person in the world and my best friend in the world. Oh, that's right. Is, yeah. So, so that's very nice. So Alex Wolf uh, and Nick in this movie about a pig. It sounds sweet. I, I like the idea of Nick, you know, going out for looking for a pig. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like this has got uh, good, bad written all over it. Um yeah, it depends. It depends how it's tackled. Because the thing is, it's like, oh, this is a less wild. Um, even though it's kind of a silly, it's like a quirky uh, plot. Yeah, it's it seems. Yeah, it could it could be like really simple, a smaller, uh, quieter story. It is a hundred percent all tied to like the direction, for sure, and yeah, the execution totally. of like the direction. Um, but you yeah, know, I if, wasn't familiar with anything that this guy had done. He's a pretty new director. He had done some like indies and some shorts and stuff. But definitely um, more exciting to me than the idea of like watching another just like action, definitely hitman or something. Um, and the fact that Alex Wolf was attached, I, he is someone who, coming off of like a movie like Hereditary, probably well, has some agency in choosing the yeah. type of indies that he can do. I mean, so he gave maybe a, there was something about this. He gave a great performance, but like. For the record, Ari Aster, if people are, like, trying to clock my preferences and, and, like, the movies that I like and stuff, what am I trying to say? My interest. I Your don't taste. Know. My taste. Yeah. If someone's trying to clock my taste with these things, uh, I believe Ari Aster to be one of the greatest filmmakers of our time and, like, evolving the horror genre like almost no one has before. Like, one of the, the step... I mean, it's... Sometimes his movies can be a little bit, like, 
I can even feel like they're maybe a little pretentious, kind of like a uh, Kubrick, you know, where it's almost like a high art, fine art kind of take on the genre. But mm-hmm. if you can, if that doesn't bother you, or you can look past that, or if you have, or if you're able to put up with some just horrific shit that can mess you up, like yeah. he is beyond that. The most, one of the most evocative like thoughtful he's great just amazing like horror directors ever i love this guy yeah ari ari's great um incredible hereditary is i i I liked midsummer i didn't like it as much as i liked hereditary but hereditary was uh like mind-blowingly that's really interesting because you i think you've said that you really like explorations of relationships in movies and midsummer is all about the like uh like relationships it was way more about relationships than i thought it was going to be about like yeah the, I, about I like her relationship and the guilt and and like all that stuff i i will say like midsummer is still great don't get me wrong i just uh hereditary i think it's kind of like so the safty brothers uh who made um uh, good time and uncut gems i i feel like whichever of those movies i saw first i would like more just because them as a director are so unique and i kind of feel the same way about ari aster uh, the way that it was he, your first yeah i'm yeah. just like oh okay like i was so shocked that the fact that the elements of horror were as much like mundane real world grief as it was the supernatural yeah. stuff in, in hereditary and just like it, it, it was just it's such a surprise and i still midsummer is fucking incredible and he does i think using kubrick as uh as a, a parallel like analog, it's like yeah it, I, I think a lot of people might be like whoa that's one of the greats but he he goes for it very much in the way that like kubrick was like going for it they're like directors who are very very much aiming to make something like grand um i mean honestly yeah the it's just the the way he transitions in some scenes and the pacing can just like Mm -hmm. just flip on a dime and just be so fluid and it's it's like it's it's hard to even explain but i found that hereditary had a little bit and then i'll wrap this up so we can go back to cage because i could gush about ari aster like forever but like i found that hereditary had a little bit of like campiness to it which mm-hmm. was kind of dissonant with how kind of high art he represents horror and how real and horrific the events are. Whereas like Midsummer, I think kind of stays grounded and like set has a lot to say about like psychology and about people. Whereas like uh, hereditary um, gets a little like fun, culty, spooky, scary really Halloween almost. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the reasons I love it though. So yeah. much like the, the scene where, Tony Collette is getting uh, is having the like seance where the mm-hmm. the woman that she's talking to is trying to communicate with her daughter the ghost is mm-hmm. like the way that she reacts and the way that she's she's like laughing because she's so wildly uncomfortable with the fact that like there's actually oh, something happening that, and the way that they convey like uncomfortable yeah. laughter and like and it like is infectious it's like what the fuck is going on so like, and unnerving you're, like, giggling it's so that's, so good that's though. what makes the fear so much better than any other horror movie isn't so much what you're seeing or what's scary it's how genuine he can get 
the actor's reaction mm-hmm. to fear, whether it's complete, like being shut down or if it's extreme reaction yeah. and like the guttural scream, like uh, it, it sells everything. So it's like when you're a kid and your parents are kind of like breaking their character of parents and it really unnerves you, but mm. it's that feeling emphasized even when you're an adult based off of these people's like reactions to horror. And it's so unnerving. I'm going to have fucking nightmares if we don't stop talking about it. Yeah. And I will say the last thing. So I, I like also really, really good movie. Uh, he made a short film called uh, the strange thing about the Johnsons, which is available free online and it's fucking wild. I actually it's didn't crazy. see that. Y- yeah. You've got to check it out. It It is insane. And it very much in the way that all of his movies is insane, but like, and like to his uh just like a testament of what an amazing effective director Ari is like the reason that I like am like a little bit like oh I I can never watch Midsummer again and it doesn't have to do oh, with like yeah. the the large stretches of what that movie's about the opening the first sequence of 10, the movie 15 is, minutes is is, is traumatizing. One of the most upsetting things that I've ever seen and if you have movie, any uh, people in your life or experiences yourself with like mental health yep. it's which almost everybody has nowadays in this hellscape yeah it is oh god it is so it doesn't it nothing tops it like in terms of how traumatic it is to watch it, like, and truly, it's right in the beginning. psychologically triggering if you have any sort of an experience with uh with suicide or, or self-harm or anything uh, like that ooh. it's uh, fucking incredibly grim yeah um but anyway, anyway. Uh, pig oh oh hashtag <laughs> Aster Cage, make it happen. Oh, wow. Ari Aster movie starring Nicolas Cage. Let's make it happen. Yeah, that's that's what we're that's what we're willing into the world. Ooh, uh, we're yeah. visualizing this. Yeah. Um, we got two more movies to okay. get through, Derek. Okay. okay. You ready? Yep. Next up, Double Zero. This is the most contemporary Cage ass movie. <laughs> Detective Damon Reeves is infamous for crossing the line when he has to. Ooh. <laughs> for several fellow officers are killed in brazen public shootout with bank robbers. Reeves and his partner, uh, Detective Angela, set out mm. on a personal vendetta mm. to hunt down the cop killers. As they get closer. <sighs> To solving the crime, they soon find themselves the targets of a conspiracy in the ranks of the police force. Oh, you're the really investigation leads right back to them. Oh, you don't <laughs> say. Yeah. How's so, he gonna get out of this one? Truly, the most. Uh, you know, this is this is. It could be any of. Sounds like the female <laughs> the female characters in this movie are going to be really deep and thoughtfully crafted, uh, especially Detective oh, yeah. Angela and uh, <laughs> like. I don't know if if you only cross the line when you have to. I don't know if that could ever make you infamous. It seems pretty reasonable to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, is that even crossing the line when you have to cross it? Yeah, that means you're doing your job. Okay, yeah, that's contemporary cage for sure. We're probably going to you're probably going to make me watch it. Uh, I'm not oh, yeah. excited for it, but I feel like at least it's a known quantity. Um, and last up, we got a heavy hitter. This is, this is one that's just announced right now. It's, it's being written currently. So we're in that stage. We're so, so far, but it, it's got the green light national treasure three makes big franchise. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, and we, we don't have any sort of news as to where it's going to take place or what it's going to be about. Oh, all we've got to go on oh. is back in. And I did a little deep dive trying to figure out as much as I could about this. 
Back in uh, 2012, in an inter- interview, Cage said it would be interesting to move the national treasure to South America. <laughs> okay, so it's very so, much <laughs> yeah the national treasure. So first of all, you know what? Okay, it, it. I hope it doesn't get generic Indiana Jones. Nathan Drake, Tomb Raider, where it's just like, let's go into the jungle and see some yeah. relics and whatever. Um, I think it's. I think there's going to be more to it than that. I mean, who could have predicted the plot of National Treasure 2? And I hope it's a, it's a movie of its time like National Treasure 2 was, and there's going to be like flossing and iPhone 11s <laughs> and like... <laughs> yeah, everything is just like slightly out of date when it's actually hitting the theaters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is interesting that you said, uh, of course, it exists in the adventure genre, Indiana Jones, Uncharted come to mind. But we are also getting, we're getting an Indiana Jones movie soon. We're getting what? an Uncharted movie soon. We're getting yeah, we're an getting Indiana Jones Indiana movie? Jones. What? Is he like escaping from the retirement home? Who? I mean, Harrison looks great. Is it Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> I don't think Shia is in this one. Hold on, let me look this up because I was I remember seeing uh that I think the director attached to it is actually like kind of I wonder me, like oh okay. I wonder how long it's gonna take before like it's not sacrilege to have somebody else play Indiana Jones, you know? Because like with Bond What do you wonder? There's so many Bonds, you know. But with Indiana Jones, if it's not Harrison Ford, it feels sacrilege. Okay, so Indiana Jones five. Uh, James Mangold, who uh, recently did Ford versus Ferrari, but also did Logan, is is going to direct it. Okay. Well, those I are good I like James things. Mangold a lot. Um, I liked Logan a lot. I think, you know, S- Stephen who, who maybe didn't like Logan. You know, Logan fucking rules. Logan's very good. Hell yeah! Um, Especially because it's it's actually a movie about an old guy who was a big deal and is now kind of becoming yeah. you know like less relevant as the character that he plays so might be a great choice it, it, it could be a yeah if he, if he gives gives uh you know indie his his logan moment that'd be cool i mean um, anything's better than that call the wild trailer i saw this week <laughs> jesus did you see any of the like behind the scenes footage of uh oh shit what's his name it's Terry something but the guy who does he does like uh, mocap for everything he's in like the Planet of the Apes and everything but he is doing the dog what <laughs> yeah no there there's some I I'm a big fan of Harrison Ford uh like late night and daytime talk show interviews I think he is a very very funny bit where he just. I mean, he, like, hates being there very, very obvious and, like, obviously and, like, despises anyone who shows an interest in the properties that he's <laughs> attached to, like, any sort of interest in Indiana Jones or Star Wars. Like, especially his his Conan appearances are so, so yeah. funny. Um, but he was just talking about how upsetting it was to see this man pretend to be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it was very funny. well good for him he um, still he still gets gets the job done even oh, though yeah. he's dead inside but then also uh uncharted there's an uncharted movie coming right. out with uh with tom holland who's spider-man he's what is he gonna be nathan drake i think he's gonna be a young nathan drake yeah okay i don't know i don't know about that but uh weird but anyway, yeah, the climate will be genre is back yeah. in the public mind. Uh, Good and summer movies. National Treasure Three can 
stand on its own. Hopefully, it's the best of those three. Ooh. Uh, probably uh, not going to happen. <laughs> Um, but that's it, Derek. That those are our All ten right. movies. I'll I don't know if I can figure really five, but I can uh, try again. Wally's Wonderland, The Courtship of Eddie's Father, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, The Crudes Two, Jujitsu, Prisoners of Ghostland, Pig, Double Zero, National Treasure Three. Yeah. So I want to talk about the five that I hate the most. Oh no 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 no! We're doing the other thing. We're doing the <laughs> five that we are champing at the bit to go and watch. I yeah. think easy lock for the first one, unbearable weight of massive talent. Correct. Has the most promise. We're both very interested in that one. Correct. Uh, number two, number two for me, I think, is uh, Wally's Wonderland. That sounds so fun. I loved Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. I mean, I am excited for Nat Treasure 2. Yeah, uh, the Nat Trez Deuce. Oh no, no, Nat Trez Trace, and yeah. uh, I mean, it's really just kind of like that the the unbearable talent, and then uh, Pig Wally National Treasure all just kind of being a nebulous second place, and then everything else is kind of just hot garbage. It's kind of my take. I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Yeah. So let's say unbearable weight of national or sorry of national treasure <laughs> of national treasure three pigs. <laughs> Uh, combining them all together uh the unbearable weight of massive talent that's our number one okay then let's put let's put national treasure we're excited yeah, yeah that's, that's good, another, we're gonna go to the theater big, yeah yeah we gotta go to the fucking theater yeah. to watch nick yeah on that. the big screen i'm gonna drag screen, my baby. fiance to the fucking theater on the weekend <laughs> to see nick cage um, um then and then i would put i would say wally wally yeah. after that yeah because that that could be bad but like that's just just too unique and interesting to like not have on our radar something we got to check out it yeah it's got the um promising elements of both a fun plot and then also a good pedigree of the people working on it so that one's yes. looking good and then pig and then pig which could excited for pig could grow if like a trailer comes out and it looks really cool um, yeah, totally. but for now based on what we do know I, i'm i'm happy with it just being slightly under those three and then for our number fifth most anticipated, I mean, ju- the courtship of Eddie's father. <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> fuck that movie looks. Can't wait to see it. That and Double Zero double feature. I will fucking kill myself. Those, yeah, that those, and then I don't know. Probably Prisoners of Ghostland. No, nah, dude, Croods. the Crudes. Crudes is good. Like, there's a there's okay. a there's a floor of quality when it comes to those animated movies. And Crudes one was great. I'm I'm okay. I'm into Crudes too. Emma Stone's fun to like watch, but like as a voice actress, it's really cool. And yeah, uh, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. sold on the Crudes. Boom, Crudes it. Um, so there's our list: the top five most anticipated Nicolas Cage movies, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, National Treasure Three, Wally's Wonderland, uh, Pig, and The Crudes too, baby. Those so, are the big ones we're looking forward. I feel to. like. You know, people might think when you, I first tell them about this podcast that we just dog on Nick Cage all the time. And it's, it's honestly quite the opposite. We root for him a lot. And sometimes yeah. we talk about how bad the movies are, but how great our sweet Cage boy does. I will say this. Of these five, nine movies total, five of them being ones that I'm excited for, I only really want to watch one and a half. So I root for Cage and I like him. But uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I want. I want to see... I want. I think I want to see all of the ones in our top five. I'd be interested in Wally, but it might be bad. Like I could miss pigs, and like I think I'm gonna like pig. 
<laughs> I've got I'm definitely really interested in checking out the unbearable weight of massive talent and yeah. I'll probably enjoy National Treasure 3. Having said that, if I was not doing this podcast, there's no way I'd take uh, like an afternoon of my life to go see National Treasure 3. That's not like a must see. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. It, so if I was doing if I wasn't doing this podcast, I was like, I'd be interested in unbearable weight obviously. Wally's yeah. Wonderland and 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 I probably would be interested in pick, in pick. but that's it on yeah. this list. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, well that'll do it for our 2020 preview. Um a lot of stuff on the horizon, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh the man is busy. Holy shit. Oh, he's never not been busy. Um this is what he does, dude. This is what he does. Uh and then a little quick cage news as a caper. This is just a, a single story that I want to talk about. Um, Derek, you actually sent me this uh, news article. Yes, big news. Nick's got a new lady. New new GF who dis. A new new GF who dis. Uh, who calling? Uh, Nick, of course, did go through sort of. Uh, a painful, quick divorce. I think yeah. uh, his last marriage lasted four days. Um, so we're hoping that this works out better for hey, our sweet boy. You know, even if it's just someone in his life for a little while that gets to listen to him and he gets to be himself with, it doesn't matter what the paparazzi says about it or how they quantify it. That's great. I hope it's just healthy and positive and enriches each other's lives. That's all I want for the guy. I yeah, I absolutely agree, Derek. I hope that uh you know, as Nick is moving on, we just talked about how busy he is he is going to be. I hope that this is uh a positive uh a source of joy for him and I, I wish them both well. There's a very cute picture. Mm-hmm. She's she seems very young, I will say. Nick Whoa. is fifty-six. <laughs> well um, yeah. and they are going to the Atlanta aquarium. But he got a he got a little beluga. A baby beluga whale stuffed animal. The man is 56, so but sometimes he dresses like he's 23. He sure does. And that's why we love him. Um, and uh, another cute thing, she has a leather jacket in this yeah. picture that has a lot of white fur sort of cascading yeah. off of it. I will say uh, sometimes my partner will, uh, she'll borrow like sweaters and stuff from me. That's fun. Oh. That's fun to do in oh, a relationship. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so maybe they can look forward to that. Okay. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, Derek, yeah. next week, uh-huh. we're back to the grind, back to re- the uh, to the mines had my to nice, review these movies. Had my nice week off, but back to the cage, uh, cage zone. Mm-hmm. And what cage we... caves to do some mining. <laughs> Spelunking in the cage cave. Looking for some gold, baby. Uh, we are going to be watching another. I like. I like seeing what he's up to right now. We're going to be watching. There's a lot of hype around this. People come to us for hot takes on cage. We got to cover this. Uh, Color out of space. Oh it's, boy, it's his big movie right now. We're going to watch it. Uh, it's uh i think a rental we gotta rent it but it's gonna be worth it we gotta check this thing out i'm 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 okay with renting this one this one's on the tip of a lot of people's tongues i'm an hp lovecraft guy you know that everybody know everybody in the cage nation knows that everyone knows it now you won't freaking shut up about it can i please stop getting so many letters about this (laughs) which hey we never do a call to action to hear from the cage nation 
like letters? I'd love to read some letters. Yeah, we could do um we could do a, a like a Q&A. Or, you know, if you just want. Yeah, we should set that up. Yeah. Somebody should really set that up. Uh, well, until we figure out who's going to set that up, <laughs> that'll do it for us. Color out of space next week. Derek, as always, uh, truly a joy. Oh, yeah. That's just uh, the highlight. I can't wait to watch all nine of those movies with you, especially The Courtship of Eddie's Father. Yeah, as we revisit this uh, type of uh, anticipation episode every year annually uh, yep. for the rest of time. And I choose uh, one of them every year for the rest of time that Nick will win an Oscar for. <laughs> so uh, get ready for a clean sweep of a decade. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.